The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you what, who deserves a shot in the United States Heavyweight I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious Hypnosis. Let's get some psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to the Rawcast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and tonight I'm not joined by Mo to the underscore Reese. I'm joined by the original Rawcast correspondent himself, Mr. Samuel Colunga. What's going on, Sam? Hello, 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 everyone. I'm doing just dandy here. Just chilling. How about you? I'm doing great, man. Glad to talk to you. It's been uh, since September, I think, since we chopped it up. Almost Jeez. exactly three months to the day since we uh, got a chance to talk to you and catch up with you. So a lot of things what have happened. I have a lot of time on my hands right now, so why not? <laughs> you broke out the Drew Gulak PowerPoint and made those raw notes today? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I got me some raw notes right here. <laughs> uh, this is the Rawcast. We're provided to you and brought to you by the CSPN. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. And also subscribe to the show through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, all you have to do is search for the Wrestlecast dash the CSPN and you'll get the Rawcast in your podcast queue each and every week. So before we get into your review, Sam, just kind of catch yourself on some of the things that have uh, sparked your interest and caught your eye in the world of Oh, I've been watching wrestling. like absolutely nothing. Absolutely like I caught nothing. a bit of that ROH pay-per-view. Oh, you caught got... a bit of that ROH pay-per-view. That, that was all right. You saw Titan? A.K.A. Braun Strowman, A.K.A. Oh, Adam Shearer. Uh, well, yeah, I caught a little bit of it. I was like, because a friend of mine was like, "Did you watch? Um, did you watch the pay per view?" I was like, "No." He's like, "Oh well, I'm not gonna spoil it, but someone makes a debut," and I'm like, "I was trying to figure out who the heck they were talking about." So I was like, "Oh, it's Braun." Yeah, he's back. His uh, ninety days is up, but uh, he debuts for a company that's about he to a company that's going not out of business. <laughs> <laughs> or, right. or at least if they're not going out of business, they're closing the doors for a few months to. Yeah, they're they're going to go away for a little bit. Yeah. So, what do you think? You think it's just going to be like a total re, kind of like what Eric Bischoff was trying to do with WCW, where it's like take them off for three months, bring them back, new logo, new new focus, new business uh, plan. Well, I honestly think they're gonna. I don't think they're done. Everybody, people say they're done, but I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think they're just gonna just regroup and rebrand. Right. It's kind of silly how like they got all that money behind them, or they have someone with a lot of money behind them, but you ain't trying to put any money into that product at all. No, no. Uh, for a place that is the birthplace and foundation of modern indie wrestling, 
on television. Right. Um, it seems like, you know, they would have um, done a lot more to try to hold up that tradition and that standard um, over the last couple of years. But considering the company behind them has so much money. Yeah, and that's the surprising part. I mean, I, I mean, have you tried to watch? Have you tried to watch ROH TV on like a Sinclair network? It's, it's kind of weird because they're they're not really in chronological order. No, they just throw they throw out about like five or six shows, like on a rotation, and you never know which one's the newest one. Mm-hmm. And there's like, no really set time they use, for it. There's they just no use it day. as like a filler. You know? Yeah, it just comes on. It's like, oh shit, it's one thirty <laughs> in the afternoon. ROH is on. Dude, I've seen it at like 3 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, snap, it's ROH. Wait, this is like a month ago. What? Right. Right. Uh, you, feel but, uh, in, you feel in what the... Else uh, I, what A- else did I see? A- A- I've not watched any AEW at all. Like, okay. not since... What was the last one? When uh, Danielson took out uh, Cole Cabana. That was the last one I watched. Okay, just a couple weeks ago. Okay. Are you uh, tomorrow? They're having the title match between him and uh, Adam Page. Are you going to tune in for that one? Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely keep an eye out for that. I'll check it out. I was watching a little bit of the 2.0 NXT 2.0. Mm-hmm. Man, that's uh, that's kind of hard to watch now. All those years it took for me to finally get you on board with NXT, and then they finally took it back to work. I'm well. I'll, Sometimes the biggest hurdle was that it wasn't on television. And like when it got on television, I was like, okay, well I can watch this now because I don't have to go through like, I don't have to I don't have to go through all kinds of hoops just to watch this thing. Mm-hmm. That was the main the main issue, really. But um, I did enjoy like the little bit of the black and gold that I saw. Uh, um, that's my whole complaint with dark and dark elevation. It's like, dude, you got. Well, isn't this- that on YouTube? Yeah, you got this big old platform called TNT. You can't find a way to squeeze this on TNT. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, um, um, yeah, I don't know why USA doesn't go to, like, to uh, WWE and be like, look, you promised us this. This is the product you promised us. What you got going on now is not what you promised us. Change this shit. Um,. Unfortunately, they have neutered Triple H. No, I, I, no, I'm talking about you. I say USA. The, well, I'm talking the, about just the network. I'm talking about WWE, which has thus made NXT watered down because Vince and Bruce want it to be developmental because they don't know how to take the people that Triple H hand wrap them and make them stars. Right. Do you hear Jim Cornette talking about? It's not their fault that uh, WWE main roster don't know what to do with them when they get them. No, I've not. See, I, I've been completely out of it. Like, like I've been, I, I'm like, I have like two or three weeks worth of Cornette podcast on the backlog. Oh, okay, okay. He's uh, he's he's coming around on the AEW whenever AEW does the things that are real, real good. AEW has a show coming up at some point near near Kentucky, uh, maybe. I mean, I mean, I know he says there's no chance in hell, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. I I, I believe him though. You don't. I don't think he would. Uh, I don't think that he would sell it, sell himself out to 
to be a part of it. Right. But um, it's definitely uh, they're definitely picking up a lot more momentum. Uh, the more that WWE seems to kind of, you know, seems like it's more stale and more dragging. It's just not as fast paced. The crowds don't look as fun. You know, when you do just a comparison, you see people going nuts, standing up, cheering at all times. Just about an AEW, while you see WWE crowds mostly on their phone. You know, they pop for mm-hmm. the entrances and stuff, but you know the matches, they just kind of sit through them. Um, so I think the visual, just watching AEW, makes fans more interested, just because it looks more exciting. Right. Right. Kind of like how WCW was compared to Raw at the end of the uh, Monday Night Wars, where it was like, "Dag, it looks so dead at a WCW show." They were just yeah. At that point, they were just giving away tickets. <laughs> right, right. I guess kind of like the the reverse when Nitro first started, how those crowds were just crazy, and Raw crowds were just kind of like, "Oh ho hum, here we are again." Yeah, they, do you remember those those Nitro crowds were something else? Like they were, they're only showing like people just ecstatic, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just like fans. It was like they were getting college kids all into it. You know, mm-hmm. they were having Nitro parties. Right. Yeah. 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 I remember that. Um. Different world, too, you know. You didn't have YouTube. You didn't have all these ways to go back and watch it if you missed it. So it was, you know, appointment television. So, you know, if you didn't catch it on that first run, you had to hear about it secondhand, and a lot of people wasn't trying to do that. Right. They were trying to experience things firsthand. Um, Your girl, Sonya Deville, out here, um... About to get her hand, about to get the whole glow mob on her. She keeps jerking around Naomi the way she's been doing. <laughs> That's not my girl. Come on now. Luckily, Zia Lee came to the rescue. Um, you heard? I, I was looking um, like when like, well, girl, Aja Pereira did the fast count. Mm-hmm. I was I was so disappointed in her. She like she can do better. Than that. <laughs> uh. Uh, Blackjack Lanza died uh, over the weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, famously teaming up with uh, Blackjack Mulligan in the AWA and WWF, so the original Blackjacks. They were managed by Bobby Heenan. And then uh, Jack Lanza became one of the longtime WWE producers uh, backstage uh, with the company, so... Rest in peace to him, a legend for sure. Um, right. Let's see any other real wrestling news. Johnny Gargano officially a free agent didn't sign his uh, couldn't work out a deal to remain with the company, so he is officially a free agent. Kyle O'Reilly, I think contract ends at the end of the month. Uh, he's yeah. Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano already has his first Twitch stream scheduled. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a I'll let you know that I'm out of here officially. Um, oh, Jimmy Rave passed away. Who indie wrestler? Jimmy Rave. Oh, okay. He's a indie wrestler. He's been around. He's been he's been around the circuit for like a decade and a half or so. What do you think? You think? Uh, you think Johnny? You think everybody's going to end up in AEW? Johnny and uh, Kyle O'Reilly. See, I I don't really like uh, 
Gargano. I'd rather just keep the Undisputed Era together. Like just they are. Not adding in Johnny. I don't really I mean, he's he's okay. He's just like I just don't see it for him in that in that regard. I think he can he could he could be a nice B plus player in uh, impact. <laughs> that sounded kinda like shade, but I don't know. <laughs> what is it that we call oh yeah, uh, Cornette calls him Johnny Same Face. Yeah, Johnny Same Face. Um did you check out War Games? Did I check? Did I, I think I saw like half of it. I don't think I saw all of it. Like I didn't see the main event. I saw the women's match. That was kind of weird. Okay. What are your thoughts on uh, Braun Breaker? <laughs> I like Brick Breaker. He's pretty cool. <laughs> Brick Breaker. No, because for a long time, like no one really knew his name. So it was like, the heck? Whoa, Brick Breaker? Braun Breaker? Wow. Yeah. As uh, Malcolm Bivens called him last week, LeBron Breaker. <laughs> LeBron Breaker, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, he is such a mind alter because he looks like his dad and sounds like his uncle. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's going to start doing, doing mathematics pretty soon. You better watch out. And unfortunately, I don't know why they just didn't just let him be a Steiner, but well, apparently, they, his family copyrighted Steiner, and Vince McMahon is like, ah, oh, yeah, 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 gotcha. Did you know Vince got to own you? Right. Got to make money off that line. Did you see all those people they signed to those? Uh, oh, NIL the next level or whatever. They yeah, had? yeah. Yeah, I checked out a few of the women. Okay. <laughs> If you feel them out, I, I, I'm impressed. So I guess this means that they get automatic tickets into performance center when they graduate or during the summer, I guess, when they're not in their sport. I don't know how that's going to work, but very interesting business move. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to, uh, do you think that it's a, it's a, it's a hindrance for them to be reaching into athletics instead of the you know indie the indie? wrestling schools and the indie the indies and wrestling schools to get their you know next level I mean, talent. Kind of in the way I think I think what it is that they want people that they no one's ever seen before. Right. I think that's what their mindset is. And somebody that's much easier to mold, and maybe you know, right? Someone that they don't have to like break any bad habits of, right? Right. Right. So that's what I think. That's what I think that's about. Okay. Or that's why they're focusing on that instead of um, just you know out of out of wrestling school or the Indies or whatever. Right. 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 Because also, like, what what happens when these people leave? They're going to go right back out there. On that same scene, that same circuit. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to avoid another, another round of AEW, um, but AEW future AEW talent. Well, it'd definitely be interesting to see how many of those kids make it all the way up through the system and at least make it to NXT. Right. You know, so 
All right. Well, that's enough uh, gibberish. Unless you got some more little, you know. Uh, no, I have no more gibberish. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll turn it over see. to what everybody came for, and that's the Samuel Kalunga Rawcast report. All right. Let me let me tell you a little bit about the old, the old Rawcast here. Well, let me put this down real quick. All right. Okay, so Monday Night Raw live from St. Paul, Minnesota, December 13, 2021. Big Brother Almighty and the MVP comes out to cut a boring 20-minute promo. Uh, Bob says he showed everyone last week what happens when you mess with him. MVP says Bob is like the candy man. There is always a good one and then a bunch of awful sequels. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't say that. Uh, MVP says this generation of superstars show a lack of respect. And all they do is whine and complain, doing everything in their power to whine their way into a WWE Championship match. MVP implores Pierce and DeVille to add Bob to the championship match at day one. Kavitz comes down. He says he's not being disrespectful. He's never said Bob's name and frankly hasn't paid him any attention in two years. Uh, KO says Seth Rollins and he earned their way into the title match and Bob is not. Bob does not belong in that match. <laughs> Seth Rollins comes out. He agrees with KO that Bob does not belong in the match. Bob says they should come down and do something about it. Uh, Seth and KO argue over who should go first and to attack Bob. <laughs> Big E comes down. This is getting out of hand by this point. Uh, he says he beat Bob to become champion as well as beating him inside a steel cage. Pierce and DeVille come down. Pierce says if anyone lays a finger on anyone, there will be consequences. Sonya officially adds Bob to the match at day one if Bob can defeat Big E, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins in one-on-one matches tonight. Um, are they trying to are they trying to push him now as a face or this is something you do to a baby face? I don't know. I just know they just wasted three weeks of a good television main events in one night. Right. These are all like I mean, it's like if you're gonna have all these matches, why bother even putting them all together in, for one big match? It's just kind of weird to me. Right. It seems like okay if you in the next since you still got you got this week you got next week and you got to go home show to that day one it seems like they could have built it up where if you can beat each one of these men in three consecutive weeks you'll earn a title shot you'll you'll get a chance to get in the match seems like they could have drawn it out a little bit more right that's what I would have done so backstage yeah yeah definitely Uh, backstage Rollins Kevin Owens and Big E are with the two GMs Owens and Rollins are griping with each other Big E standing cool as a cucumber Big E promises he will walk out of day one still the WWE champion uh, before okay, you before you, before you move along here, I know you said you haven't uh, really been watching as as much, but how do you feel that they've represented Big E as champion? Based on what I've seen, they've actually pushed him quite strong, except for Survivor Series when I, I knew he wasn't going to beat Roman, but at the same time, uh, he beat him clean, didn't he? Didn't Roman beat him clean? Yeah. He did. I mean, I, I guess there's a picking order, I guess. You still have to keep your... See, that's a, that's another thing. He's not even the main champion. He's the universal champion. He's like the secondary champion. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you have to keep your main champion strong, strong, but I guess you have to keep your main moneymaker strong. Right. Right. So I, it's kind of like, I don't even know why they have those those... Champion versus champion matches, if you're going to have to make one of them look bad or uh, give it like a BS um, ending in order to keep them both strong. So right, right. it's kind of pointless to have those matches. 
Yeah, I think so too. It definitely boxes them in when it comes to the booking. Right. Okay, so Riddle versus Otis. The two men grapple a bit. Otis gets the upper hand and scoop slams Riddle. Riddle tries to come back, but is stopped by the freight train that is Otis. They fight on the outside. Otis smashes Riddle against the barricade. Riddle later gets in some good offense with some kicks. He does a spinning moonsault on Otis. He sets up like Randy he tries to hit the RKO. Gets caught by Otis. Otis slams him to get the 1-2-3 victory. After the match, Randy tries to attack Otis. Otis counters the RKO attack. People eats it instead. Otis then takes out Randy with a back elbow. Uh, what did you think of that? They made Otis look strong for once. Yeah. Like, I, I did not know he had it in him. Like, I had not seen him outside of being just, like, the goofy uh, the goofy mechanics or whatever whatever they were called. <laughs> Heavy machinery. There you Heavy go. Heavy machinery. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my only, like, that's, that's my only exposure to uh, Otis, so... I was actually really surprised that he actually. Oh, I found out that he was like a, he was like a wrestler. He's a, like an Olympic wrestler, isn't he? Uh, I don't know about an Olympic wrestler, but definitely. Oh, he's an a amateur wrestler. wrestler. He's, a, he's an amateur wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I did not know he had it in him, and now they've kind of they've given him new life, and I and I, and I dig it. What do you think? I think they've taken too long for him to finally get to this level of, uh, you know, showing his strength and uh, putting him over significantly uh, since he's been with Chad Gable in the Alpha Academy. He just kind of been there as like the muscle in the background, but he right. really hasn't done anything to establish himself to at least make you, you know, turn your head and give him a second look ever since everybody was just so disgusted when they made him cut his beard and uh, <laughs> wow and uh you know put him into a heel role but they really haven't established him uh strongly until you know the other night here with uh beating riddle and then uh starting randy's rko and laying him out right one second i'm sorry when uh, when when she texts, you gotta respond quickly. Whoopsh. Whoopsh. <laughs> I I used to work in a I, I used to work in um with cell phones and stuff, and like there used to be a sticker that would be on the uh, on the phones that would get, mm-hmm. and there was the the thing that says like texting, it can wait. And then one of my homeboys is like, this person has obviously never had a girlfriend. <laughs> the person who wrote the who wrote that, uh, that sticker. <laughs> so, okay, so Dewdrop first. Oh, I, I, keep, I keep wanting to call her Piper because she's Piper to me. Hey, man, you know on this show, we call her Bob, you mm-hmm. know, Mama call her Piper. We're going to call her Piper. <laughs> uh, or, I don't know. Uh, Drew Drivers versus Bianca Belair. Bianca cuts an in-the-box promo. She says, a lot of people talk the talk but can't walk the walk. But Dewdrop literally walked the walk last week when she left because she was about to get dropped. Uh, Dewdrop herself cuts an in-the-box promo. She's jealous that everyone keeps talking about Bianca and Dewdrop is going to take her out. Not much action early on. Bianca attempts a body slam, but Dewdrop counters with ease. Dewdrop has the advantage, pinning Bianca against the corner. 
Bianca tries for a heart. Check this out. Bianca tries for a hurricane rana. It doesn't look good. Nah. But Dewdrop doesn't. sells it to the outside like like she got hit by Rey Mysterio. Yeah, Dewdrop didn't quite hold on to her long enough to pull it through. It it yeah, but she she just flew out of that ring. Yeah, you can uh, tell that um, you can tell that they haven't had a lot of opportunity to like house show to like work this match out. Right. Yeah. They they seem like they just don't they don't really have any kind of rhythm down. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Drew Drop versus the apron. Twist Bianca's leg. Hits her with the boot to the eye. Bianca rolls to the outside after commercial. Bianca makes a comeback. Drew Drop stops it. Hits a Michinoku driver and only gets a two, leaving her frustrated. Drew Drop hits her with a side suplex again, giving only a two count. She drags Bianca to the corner, climbs a turnbuckle. Bianca reverses, hits a powerbomb on Dewdrop off the turnbuckle. It's a 6.30 dive and gets the victory. I really like that they, they made Dewdrop really strong here, which is how they should be playing her, because I really, mm-hmm. really, I've always liked her. I've always liked her style, and uh, she showed that she can go toe-to-toe with Bianca. Yeah, Bianca Belair and Dewdrop, they definitely, um, the, the contrast and styles makes for a good matchup it's just that they just gotta find their chemistry a little bit this is where like i said if i wouldn't have even had them run it back so fast like you know how they could have put a little space in between and have Beyonce i was kind of thinking that too I, I was like well especially because she attacked her after the match and i was mm-hmm. just like why did you even bother just doing that then right why didn't you have Binky just to extend like she she pinned her. She she got a definitive victory over her. Mm-hmm. Why keep doing? Why, why keep trying to extend it artificially? It just seems like really stupid. Right, right. Whereas you could have had Binky have a match, Dewdrop be on commentary, and Dewdrop cost Binky a win or something. You know what I'm saying? Or like, or like Binky goes out and gets a match against just somebody, and then I, and just do like we did here as she's heading to the back. She has her back turned. Dewdrop just comes out and just runs right into her. Right. They could have done that too. But they just kind of like just kind of. It just seems the more the more matches they're gonna have now, just gonna see more and more watered down. Exactly. And then I'm supposed to care about the match they have in two weeks more than the previous three that I watched. (laughs) All right. Uh, let's see here. Kevin Owens is interviewed. He reminds us he's a heel by dissing the town they're in. He says he's going to put an end to this foolishness right now. All right, Kevin Owens versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, Bob gets the advantage right out the gate. It's, a, it's KO with a Stanley suplex that is on fire. He charges at KO, but KO is able to use his momentum and tosses him over the top rope. The two fight on the ice. Outside, they get back in the ring, and KO is on the offensive. Big E is watching TV incorrectly and takes notes. <laughs> uh, Owens hits a tornado DDT. Later, Bob tries to put the hurt lock on Owens, but Owens fights out of it. But Bob is finally able to latch it on almost, not all the way, but Owens just taps immediately. Uh, uh, yeah, this was hilarious. Um, Kevin Owens is like, nope, you ain't finna ragdoll me, dog. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I actually liked it. I mean, I, I liked the, the match. I've liked the matches so far. On the show, this was a pretty good show, like match wise. They didn't have a lot of a lot of BS. <laughs> um and the matches were actually strong, I think. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Bobby Lashley. I re- I would really like to see these two go one on one on a pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth Rollins is seating backstage. Sonya tells him he's up next. 
something's mortified. Uh, Liv Morgan vignette. Uh, she they show what happened last week um, after the match or during the match with Becky. Becky Lynch comes down and runs down Liv. She talks smack about the crowd, saying they don't know what they want. And there was one time where they wanted her, but when she came back, they had opinions about her. Uh, she plays in fact the video of the little girl in the crowd doing the uh, the Miz face. Uh, the girl who was upset that Liv lost. Mm-hmm. Do you think she was a plant, or do you think that was a genuine? Uh, fan. Uh, could have been a genuine fan, I think. Right. I don't think it was. They don't really need to seek the people's permission out because on the ticket, when you buy your ticket, it says they can use your image for whatever they want. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Liv Morgan comes out. She says the crowd didn't doubt her. Becky doubted her. That's why she cheated. That's why she had to cheat to win. She shows on the trot how Becky grabbed the ropes to win. Becky is the best. The best at cheating to win. Uh, she and that little girl both believe that Liv can win. Liv then <laughs> challenges Becky to a rematch at day one. Uh, the two jaw jacks some more before Liv jumps in the ring and attacks Becky. Becky rolls out of the ring and Liv gives chase. Becky counters Liv and shoves her into the steps. She then stops her hand repeatedly on the steps before her refs come out to break things up. Uh, are you? I'm actually excited for their paper rematch. Um, always excited for a rematch when it's done well. Yeah, Liv, Liv, Liv has really come a long way. Like, she was like, she was just like that blonde haired girl who liked pizza and then NXT. Yeah. Between her now and Peyton like, Royce, she's two most improved yeah. women's wrestlers in the business this past year. Right. So, yeah, I'm actually really excited. She's, she's giving her, a, she's giving her her chance to shine here and she better not screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a video from last week when AJ Styles and tall Bruce Leroy had a little dissension. AJ's interviewed. He says they weren't at their best last week, and he found it disrespectful for tall Bruce Leroy to walk out. The two will regroup and come back stronger. He says you don't give up. You don't give up on something like their tag team. He taught tall Bruce Leroy a lot, and he wants to see him succeed at the business. Uh, tall Bruce Leroy appears, puts his arm around AJ, and asks if they're, if they're ready. Okay, so Finn Balor and Damian Priest versus the Dirty Dogs. Uh, match, 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 wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. Austin Theory appears and takes to try to take a selfie with Balor, who is on the turnbuckle. He distracted Finn long enough for Ziggler to come in and get the 1 2 3 victory. Austin then climbs into the ring into the match and takes more selfies with a now fallen Balor. Uh, what do you think they're trying to? Uh, how do you think this uh, Austin Theory run is gonna end up? I mean, he ain't. I mean, if he's doing if he's doing skits with man, then he must see something in him. Yeah. Right. Like, like I think he has a good look, and he's a he's a pretty fairly he's a fairly decent wrestler. Um, I think he'll, he I think he, he can go far if he if they don't screw it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Mickey ASS vignette. I refuse to call her that other name. Mickey ass. <laughs> Uh, Rhea Ripley is stretching her bands backstage. Nikki Ass is giving her a pep talk or something, and Rhea gives her a pep talk and says she started tagging with Nikki because she saw a fire in her, and now she needs to snap out of it. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Queen Zelina. The match happens. Nikki Nikki chases Carmella into the ring. Nikki's laid it out. Rhea goes to 10 to her. Queen Zelina rolls her up for the 1-2-3 victory. Uh, Yeah. 
Uh, Seth Rollins is still backstage, even though they told him his match was next two matches ago. <laughs> uh, KO appears and tells Seth to calm down because his blood pressure is going to go up. Uh, the two argue about Owens tapping out. Owens offers to go out with him, but Seth says he needs to figure out how to beat Bob Wild by himself. <laughs> Seth Rollins versus Bob. Bob's game plan for this match is a bit more conservative than what he was with, with Owens. He takes less chances against Seth. Uh, Rollins runs Bob into the post a few times, hoping to get a count out victory. No such luck. Biggie is still taking notes backstage. Uh, Seth runs at Bob, but Bob uses his super streak to put Rollins down. The angrier he gets, the stronger he gets, MVP tells commentary. Uh, KO comes out, taps Seth on the shoulder, and then quacks on him. Ref has no choice but to call the match. MVP is living. Seth is confused, but then he gets elated when he realizes he won. Brilliant strategy. Uh, Pierce and DeVille come out to a chorus of boos. They say they are not only restarting the match, but from here on out, all of these matches are going to be no disqualification. Mm-hmm. Rollins is beside himself. He turns around and Bob spears him to oblivion and gets the victory. What did you think of this? I really I really thought this was clever. Oh, yeah. I thought it was real nice. Um, you know, they, they had to make these matches different. Um... So, you know, Kevin Owens taps out real fast. Then here we come with uh, Kevin Owens and, and them trying to, Kevin Owens trying to help Seth. Um, and then <laughs> them being like, him. yeah, then them being like, oh, you attack, you attack Seth. So technically you he wins the match. But now from here on out, the next match is like, you know, no disqualification. So I thought it was smart, smart way to get to the last match. Yeah. Yeah, I really do this without making Rollins look like... Well, they kind of did by giving him the... Well, he was distracted. I don't know. I don't know their thinking on this. They were trying to do it without burying their, their other talent, which if you feel you're going to run into something like that, just don't do it. Right. Uh, Vince McMahon is in his office with Apollo Crews. Austin Theory busts in and asks Mr. McMahon if he saw what he did. Vince dismisses Crews and Austin sits down. Mr. McMahon seems impressed by his selfies. He tools with Austin for a bit. Austin asks for a match. He says he did what he asked, and he followed his lessons. Vince barks at him and says that Austin has not impressed him yet. He says he's about to pull out his most dangerous weapon, a pencil. He then explains that the eraser is the pointy end, not the pointy end. I mean, yeah, he erased a good chunk of the roster with that thing. <laughs> All right? And like I said earlier, wow, this makes McMahon look old. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, Vince, is, uh, Vince is starting to show his age after all those years of being the genetic jackhammer. Yeah, the genetic jackhammer. What the great grunts. Yeah. Uh, I am not covering this Miz TV spot. You can do that, Don. The who? Oh, Miz TV. We're Miz, Miz TV um, spot. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, Miz had another face-to-face with Edge. Uh, it got physical. Uh, Miz uh, almost got speared, but he does what he always does. He threw Maurice in front of him. Edge had some compassion and slowed up. That allowed Miz to get a big enough advantage to get Edge down and out of the ring. And then uh, Maurice took umbrage to her being the human shield and slapped the Miz. Oh, wow. So are we getting a mixed tag match at uh, at the pay-per-view? I think so, because Beth is... Or at WrestleMania. Because Beth isn't doing um, NXT commentary anymore. 
Right. So a lot of people are speculating that she's about to start training for that mixed tag match. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's see. Big E versus Bob. No disqualification. <clears throat> yeah, the match starts and it's two meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> uh, Big E pulls out a table from under the ring, but, but Bob put, puts a halt to that. MVP puts the table back under the ring. Big E walks back to the outside and pulls the table out and into the ring. Right in front of MVP, too. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> he sets it up in the corner and tries to hit Bob with the running power slam into the table, but none doing as Bob counters out. He goes under the ring and pulls out a chair. He sets up the chair in another corner. Big E then hits a series of belly-to-belly suplexes on Bob. He tries to splash Bob, but nothing. Uh, Big E then whips Bob right into the chair that Bob set up. After commercial, Bob is trying to suplex Big E into the chair, which is now unfolded in the middle of the ring. Big E blocks the suplex and gets out of it. Big E hits a big splash to a laid out Bob while on the apron. Bob tries to hit Big E with a DVD, the FLA driver. Hold on. The, uh, the pulling out of the table in front of MPP was hilarious. Right. Uh, it's... Oh, crap. Let's see. Uh, they beat up. Uh, Bob hits a spear on Big E before he can go for a pin. Okay, Rollins and Kale come out to attack Bob. Big E <laughs> makes the save, saying he doesn't need their help. They beat up on Big E, and Bob comes to the rescue. These two men just want to finish the fight. Big E hits a rock bottom on Kale through the outside table. Bob spears Rollins through the table set up on the inside. Bob is feeling the effects. Uh, let's see here. Hold on. I lost my place. Bob is feeling the effects of the table and Big E gets back in the ring. He waits for Bob to stand up. However, MVP takes out Big E's knee with his cane. Bob spears Big E and goes for the cover, getting the 1-2-3 victory. Bob is now officially in the match, making it a fatal four-way at day one. And that is your Monday Night Raw. Um, I don't know if this match really needs four people. But <laughs> I guess afterwards they can spin Big E off with Seth Rollins headed towards Royal Rumble. And I guess Bobby and Kevin Owens will go their way at Royal Rumble as well. Cause yeah, it's really kind of, uh, I don't even know. Because it seems like they're trying to push off the Seth Big E singles match as far as they can. Right, that's really where they're trying to go here. Right, right. So, yeah, no, I enjoyed the show. It just kind of, like, I don't know what they're trying to do here, but, you know, hopefully it'll be it'll turn out good. The one thing I've noticed from Monday Night Raw over the past couple of weeks is that it needs more pace. Like... It I'm, needs more what? Pace. It needs to move faster. Like, oh, pace. I've realized that I'm not really here for these long two-segment matches on Monday Night Raw anymore. Right. Like, you know, if you can if you can give me a good hard-hitting 10-minute match. Like last week, I know you probably didn't watch it, but Damian Priest no, wrestled Bobby Roode. Da- uh, Damian Priest has kind of been doing the open challenges up until um, this past week where he teamed with Finn. But he'd been doing, like, open challenges for the title. 
And last week, him and Bobby Roode had a nice, hard-hitting, crisp match that was a little bit under 10 minutes. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Where they had this long, the Kevin Owens, um, Big E had a cage match to start off the show. And it was like 25 minutes. And it was like, you know what? If this isn't the main event, I don't need a match this long on Raw. Right, yeah. So, but I think I mean I think they they do certain things in order to go up again. Like their competition is Monday Night Football. I'm guessing when yeah. they think it's their halftime. Right. I think they pull out. They kind of pull out stuff. Yeah, yeah, I understand that, but it's just like, ugh, I'm just I just need Raw to move a little bit quicker. I think that's kind of what I think the two hour show did for it back in the day and what helped SmackDown is that you got to go quick. You can't have these long lulls and stuff. You know, everything's got to be moving at a certain pace. And then you look up and you'd be like, damn, that was two hours already. Shit's about to go off. Never feels like it drags. <laughs> right. Yeah. Monday like, Night Raw, you get to like. I mean, it's probably because probably I watched it on a stream, but like it kind of seemed to go, to go a little faster pace at yeah. times. But, yeah. I don't know, but a bit of I sat there and watched the whole TV show, I'd probably be wanting to die. Yeah. Yeah. It still is uh, excruciating as it's always been, brother. So keep doing your uh, your stream and your <laughs> and your, your Hulu uh, additions where they cut out a lot of that filter. Oh, well, the Hulu they, one takes out a lot of stuff that, like, like, like if, if I don't see it there, I'm not going to see it. Like, yeah, I think I didn't even like I didn't even mention the seven, whole like twenty four uh, seven thing. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even mention that. Like, I saw <laughs> it, but I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> I see they got Tamina in there. Yeah, like giving Dana Brooke something to do. Oh, that's who that was running around with it. Okay. Yeah, that's Dana Brooke. Because <laughs> I was fast forwarding through it, and I was just like, "Who's that?" And I was like, when I saw Tamina. I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Dana Brooke is your 24-7 champion. The guys are, are struggling to realize if they can actually, like, go after her and win the title. And Tamina has been the one uh, women's wrestler in the back so far who seems uh, set on trying to get the title away from her. So we'll see where this goes right. going forward. Um what do you think about the stuff with Charlotte and Becky? You think it was just uh, work for the pay per view, or do you think they really got some behind the scenes stuff? You think well, Charlotte I mean, is the brat that I, they're portraying her to be? It was just like what I was reading. Like what I was reading, like it, it kind of like um, what I read. It was basically like Charlotte just kind of went a little too far, and even though she says it was an accident, her dropping the belt or whatever. But uh, yeah, I think there was some some heat back there, but I don't know. I don't even know if it was just like even manufactured heat just to get the just to get the blogs rolling. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they worked they worked okay together, didn't they? There was no problems there. No, I mean they made it look like a fight, which was good. Right. Uh, at Survivor Series, which was good. So, you know, um, but you, like you said, you never know. In a business that's, you know, 98% work, you never know what's real. Yeah. 
and uh, uh, what did you think about uh, Seth getting attacked by the fan? I know we're going back like two or three weeks now, but yeah, um, <laughs> that was a that was something. Yeah, my girl was um, at that show, and she was actually sitting next to the dude. And uh, she said the guy basically said, hey, watch, no, told everybody in that area, hey, watch this. And then he went into this thing. That was a bit strange. Um, if you looked, at, if you read the reports on that guy, he had been kind of, he had been talking to what he thought was Seth Rollins on the internet. Yeah, he got catfished. <laughs> and then he's, and he got really mad. He did it. He did it for, he did it for Roman. <laughs> Oh, is that what he's saying? Because I didn't read anything past day one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's some... Yeah. Like, apparently, someone said he had done it before. Oh, he's lucky he's even allowed in the building. Right, and I was telling I was telling people, I was like, man, if this had been the 80s, man, they would have took him uh, to the back and gave him some of that work. <laughs> yeah. It would have been like, oh, no, don't kick him out of the building. Just bring him to the back. Right. <laughs> we'll take care of him. Beat him up, Dan could throw him out the back of the locker room. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of, yeah. I, I mean, I should start to watch more stuff from here on this week. Um, do you watch Dark or Elevation or anything? Do you watch any of those shows? I don't, unless it's somebody that they, you know, tell me is going to be like uh, worth the time and the hassle of going over to YouTube. Uh, right. But no, that's not really my my view, and I, I try to stick to definitely dynamite, and I catch about every other rampage. Yeah, well, I mean, I was watching Rampage for a while, but it just like I think it's because they record it there that night, and most of the time it's already spoiled on the internet already mm. on Twitter. So, what it's not, it just kind of just seems like eh, it's just a show. Mm. It doesn't really seem that special, right? Right. Uh, AEW is about to make that big move over to TBS beginning of the year, uh, the new year. Uh, so things will be changing up as far as uh, the look, I guess. Maybe not the look, but maybe, uh, you know, your channel and everything. So people can right. get prepared for that. I wonder what that's going to so, be. Are they, still staying, are they still staying on Tuesday and Friday? I mean, Wednesday, Wednesday and Friday? Yep, still staying on Wednesdays and Fridays, but. Just different channel, because uh, TNT can't go this long without having basketball on their network <laughs> on on Wednesdays. Right. So that Shack Attack. Yeah, they got to get back to their night. So yeah, TBS doesn't really show anything besides like Family Guy reruns. <laughs> yeah, uh, TNT. Uh, excuse me, TBS has made a, a transformation into like Friends reruns and animated shows. Yeah, uh, just kind of like, well, just, I guess, whatever. All right, all right. Um, have you been paying close attention to Cody Rhodes versus the fans lately? The last, like, three or four Oh, yeah, I saw that when they when he threw the, the belt out. Or, yeah. No, was it? Yeah, it was belt. And it kept coming back. <laughs> that was like some old John Cena mess right there. Um, the fans really aren't rocking with him. They, they're booing him. And he's doing his damnedest to try to stay a babyface instead of just. Yeah, he refuses to turn heel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a detriment to his 
his uh, I mean, like, career right now. I mean, I, I love Brandy. Don't get me wrong, but she really needs to stay off TV. <laughs> like she's, I mean, when I saw her, when she, she just had to get into the ring and just had to do a spot with Aleister Black. That was just so cringy. <laughs> that whole flip-off spot, that was just like, why was that necessary? Yeah, so hopefully uh, he'll he'll understand and stop fighting the tide and uh, and just embrace it. Right. Have you been watching their show? Hell no. <laughs> like, nah. I barely have time to get in all the live action in-ring stuff. I damn sure don't have time to watch some reality shit. Right, yeah. Well, see, I used to watch Total Divas, but that was for a completely yeah. um, different reason. Creep, all Creepcast. Creep, that was a Creepcast uh, exclusive right there. <laughs> uh, I will give you a, uh, I will tip your, uh, give you a tip of the cap and uh, give you your flowers for telling well, us. I'll take uh, Conti's Instagram. Yeah, it's great. Uh, not take Conti's Instagram, sir. Uh <laughs> turning us on to the ninth wonder of the wrestling world, Jade Cargill. Yeah, that's what all the you know. Yeah. Yep. Samuel Kalunga was the first person to say, hey, she's got the look. Well, see, I've been following her online for a long time, and then she started posting on her stories. She started posting, like, wrestling training videos and I was like oh snap she's gonna she's gonna be a wrestler she's trying to be training to be a wrestler and I was just following that for a while and then she popped up in an NXT tryout and that's when I was like okay she's gonna she's gonna be something special she's gonna be something so you don't need to keep an eye out on her yeah man too bad we can't have like uh, back in the day with the territories where they could make a match between like two of their higher profile uh, wrestlers from two different companies that have a wrestle in Japan. Right. You know, and that kind of be considered like neutral ground so they could like actually have like a finish where somebody actually loses and wins. Um, that would be awesome to have something like that happen between Binky and Jay Cargill in like two more years. Right, right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, what can you do? Yeah, you know, that's wishful thinking, so. But uh, at this point, Mr. Samuel Kalunga, I'm going to turn it over to you, sir, for your shout-outs and thank yous. All right, shout-out to you, Don, for always letting me come back. Um, yeah, just, like, stuff just happens. And, like, and uh, they're just uh, scheduling conflicts. That's all it is. doesn't mean that I hate you guys. <laughs> well, Sam, you know the door is always open here at the uh, on the CSPN, the WrestleCast, the RawCast, any of the shows. It's always uh, uh, glad to talk to you, OG member here from day one. So, you know, we always got time and room for you here on the. Uh, on, right, yeah, on hopefully, the Mo uh, reappears. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll snatch Mo to the underscore Reese out of the wilderness for next week, and we'll get the trio going. Maybe talk about. Uh, he's probably he's probably uh, sitting on the. He's probably uh sit on Instagram right now just you know <laughs> it's probably on Tim Conti's Instagram yeah I wouldn't doubt it uh, liking pictures from six <laughs> months ago <laughs> god uh, you know, that don't do that 
But yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to Sam, give a shout out to Mota the underscore Reese, give a shout out to Miss Didi Jonay, shout out to Greg, shout out to Miss J to the Max, shout out to Miss Simi, shout out to all the patrons who are subscribing to the Patreon page over on patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. We definitely appreciate appreciate you guys uh, supporting the show, becoming a patron. Please uh, become a patron to support your favorite podcast, get that exclusive content. It can only be found through our Patreon page. Um, also, support the show by going to the CSPN.us, clicking on the tab at the top of the page that says keep our podcast free. Do some shopping with any of our sponsors, and it'll help keep the podcast free each and every week. Thanks to all the members of the GLOW and, and the WrestleBase, Jupiter Julep, Madame Lizette, was Sleep Though, Miss V, uh, Queen Mel Mindy, uh, Miss Laura Singh, Miss Cammy D. Um, definitely appreciate all y'all. Black Howling, Black Marvel for running the Twitter spaces. Definitely appreciate y'all doing that each and every week as well. Picking up my slack uh, when I'm not available. So definitely appreciate everybody that's rocking with us as far as CSPN and the WrestleCast goes. And uh, it's great to talk to Mr. Samuel Kalunga tonight. Chopping mm-hmm. it up. I'll definitely be back next week if everything works out. All right. Chopping it up like we used to. So until next week for my rawcast reporter Samuel Kalunga. I'm your host Don DeLorente and this has been The Rawcast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Give me a minute, please. Toss it. Yeah. Check this out. Look at that. Wow, that's impressive. Good? Yeah. 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 Uh, not really. Well, you think maybe I should give you something for that? Like maybe a pat on the back? Uh-huh. Like maybe a trophy of some kind, a participation trophy? Anything. Oh, then maybe something really important, like maybe my autograph on a doily. Okay. I think if I had a match, I could really show you what I'm capable of. Really? Yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, the thing is, you you barge in here. You know what? I'm talking for someone really important. You barge in here and you act like I don't know, like we're friends or something. Like we're buddies, right? right. I, yeah. You have that feeling, right? You want to feel that way. Yeah. I understand. I, I just thought that, you know, if I, if I did what you said and I followed your lessons, it would... Shut up! You're not my friend. I don't have any friends. Because I don't want any friends. You haven't impressed me yet. I don't, I don't know. You don't know what to say, right? So what I'm going to do is... This is not the important.
This is immersion. The eraser.